Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Michelle. Ali, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great too, thank you. Um, yeah, it's nice to talk to you. We're recording this a little bit late this week, Friday instead of Thursday, but always happy to talk to you no matter what day. Exactly. Sometimes schedules get in the way. Yeah, but we're flexible. We got each other's back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, today I kind of wanted to chat with you a little bit about a conversation that I had with a bunch of people on Twitter this week, which was really interesting for me to just kind of sit back and listen to. Um, And this conversation is very similar to a previous episode that we had about um, language and using the right words to describe people. I'm looking back now to try and see if I can find what episode number that was in case people were interested. Um, And I can't, so I'm gonna not distract myself. But yeah, the other day, I don't know why this came into my brain and why I decided I needed to know, but Mm -hmm. I tweeted out a poll on Twitter and I asked, which, which phrase do people prefer? People with disabilities or disabled people? So like Mm -hmm. person with blindness versus blind person, Mm -hmm. uh, as an example. Mm -hmm. And I hypothesized that the preferable version would be the what people call the people first version which is people Mm -hmm. with disabilities um and I was really surprised to see that only about 25 percent of people voted for that one and about 75 Mm percent of people voted for disabled people which is like Mm -hmm. you know the the condition first version Mm -hmm. and I thought that was super interesting because I've heard a lot of um advocacy over the years for you know people first language if I'm autistic Mm -hmm. I don't want to be defined by my autism I am a person first and my autism is just part of who I am as a person Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people in the replies to this twitter thread which first of all if you participated if you're listening and you participated in this thread thank you because the conversation was incredibly um there was some debate but it was incredibly kind chill Mm -hmm. debate like people were not you know being twitter people people were being really nice um but there was some really interesting debate about you know what people prefer and i you know what what i got out of it at the end of the day is that it massively depends it depends on the person and Mm -hmm. we as allies like i consider myself an able-bodied person as of right now Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm speaking to people with respect and speaking to them in the way that they would like to be spoken to. And mm-hmm. I just kind of have to accept that there might be a couple of times when I refer to somebody in a way that they don't appreciate. And I have to be um, big enough and humble enough to say, I'm sorry, I won't refer to you that way again. I will mm-hmm. remember to refer to you how you'd like. Um, right. And so, yeah, I was interested in your thoughts about that um, mm-hmm. as a See, I don't know how you'd like to be described. I don't know if I should call you a a less able-bodied person than me because I don't, it's so weird. Like I don't, 
think of you in my head as a disabled person. But mm-hmm. every time we've had to spend time together, you have to have assistance with a chair to get around and things yeah. like that. And, yeah. you know, I forget that until we're actually in like the same room together um so like in my head I don't like referring to you as like yeah Michelle is uh, a disabled friend that I have like it it just right right it makes me feel kind of icky but at the same time I don't like it's not my place to erase a part of your identity and erase and ignore a part of your life that affects you and impacts Mm -hmm. you um Mm -hmm. and that is that is I was gonna say unique to you, but not, I mean, not necessarily. Um, right. I'm, I'm babbling because this kind of stuff makes me nervous because I hate, <laughs> I hate saying the wrong thing and I hate when people well, are first of all, you're not, you're never going <laughs> to offend me, but yeah, I, you can say whatever you want to me, but um, for me, it depends on the situation as to what order of things disabled comes into the conversation, right? So like, it, it would never surprise me to have you forget to, that I'm disabled because you think of me as capable in so many other things. You'd be like, you know, my, my podcaster friend, my community friend, my WordPress friend, you know, a thing like that before you'd be like, identify me first and foremost as a disabled person. And that's okay. Um, I also think that the majority of people who would prefer to say a person with disabilities are the people who don't have disabilities. Mm-hmm. because they're afraid to label, right? They're afraid to say, just like, I don't know, like you're afraid to say like a disabled person, have the person go, I'm fully capable. Like there was a, a movement like in the, I want to say the 80s when I was like in high school, it's like, they're not handicapped, they're handy capable. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Especially abled. And- <laughs> most people, most of my friends, most of the people that I know, personally who have disabilities refer to themselves as disabled people and that's okay it doesn't mean that we can't function normally it doesn't mean we can't think for ourselves you know it doesn't mean that we're incapacitated in any way mentally it just means like well hell my back and my knees don't work like they should you know (laughs) kind of thing yeah I live I live and for me it's like people are surprised to hear because I don't talk about it a whole lot but like I cannot remember the last day that I lived pain-free I live with a constant level between three and five on the pain scale every single day like even sitting here today like my tailbone is killing me like I can't wait to get out of my desk chair and sit someplace softer you know um and yes you can all at me with different chair opportunities if you want (laughs) but like people constantly telling me try this chair try that chair um and, and poor Jeff has been putting together so many chairs for me over the year that I, we get it together. I sit down like, nope, send it back. I love <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> He's awesome. And it's but, funny but, because like the, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I didn't mean to. No, that's that. okay. The other thing is like, when you said like somebody who's got a broken leg, you and I, I can't remember if you said that on the show or before we were talking, but like is somebody who has a broken leg, who's temporarily disabled, considered a disabled person. Well, Yes and no. Okay. For the purposes of the law, yes, they are. But mm-hmm. would they themselves describe themselves as a disabled person or would they say, I broke my leg? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, and this is no offense to anybody else if you choose to identify differently, but to me, calling somebody with a broken leg that will heal and they will walk again disabled is like saying, oh, that black girl who's really a white girl with a really great tan. Like it's not the same, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. they don't have a, they have a temporary disability because of a condition that happened skateboarding or whatever, you know, fell off of, of whatever. But um, 
But usually people who consider themselves disabled people have a condition that's not getting better. It's either where it is or it's going to be degeneratively worse Mm -hmm. as time goes by. Um, And so so that's where I fall on the what do we call ourselves spectrum. And it also depends on the different disabilities, right? So um, I saw a woman on TikTok who refers to herself as hearing impaired. And mm-hmm. all of these people came out of the woodwork to say the deaf community doesn't use that term. We use um, uh, hard of hearing. And she mm-hmm. says, I can call myself whatever I want. <laughs> like, I and won't call you funny. hard of hearing. I won't call you hearing impaired if you don't want it. But that's the term I prefer for myself. Mm-hmm. And is she wrong? No, she's talking about herself and nobody else, right? So it really depends. I usually... Like, I mean, I don't talk to my friends and, and call them disabled anyway. Like, what's your disability? Like, yeah. what's your hang up? What's your problem? But, um, but truthfully, oh, like, you know, you know, so Ellie, Ellie uh, Dye and I have talked on the podcast before. And you know that Ellie Dye is somebody who has a disability for sure. And she, um, she and I, she refers to herself as a disabled person as well, not a person with disabilities. You know, it's not because with almost sounds like, you know, I'm a person with a blue shirt today because I wear a blue shirt, but I'm not a yeah. blue shirted person. I don't wear a blue <laughs> shirt every day. Right. I mean, so just, I know that sounds silly, but little things like that for sure can make a difference, but certainly um, defer to however the person wants to talk about themselves. Yeah. That's first and foremost, for sure. And like, I've just, I've been learning so much inadvertently through the WordPress community. I've learned so many other things have nothing to do with WordPress, right? And last year I volunteered uh, during WordPress Accessibility Day. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, I think I was like a chat moderator for a particular speaker and they were talking about um, this very similar topic. And I'm, I'm trying now to find the tweet because I, I tweeted it out because I thought it was so brilliant. They were arguing that the word disabled to them doesn't make any sense because the world, if, if, so if, if you are a disabled person who, for example, can't climb a flight of stairs, you need a ramp or you need a chair, an elevator, something to that, to that mm-hmm. effect. Um, saying like that that person is disabled is like putting the fault or putting the impetus on them that they are unable to do something whereas the world should be more inclusive so that Mm -hmm. the fact that that person can't climb stairs should not even be an issue that they have to contend with I don't Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember exactly I'll try to remember to tweet it out from the UIT um Twitter account because the way that they explained that concept completely Mm -hmm. changed the way that I thought about just the word disabled but at the same time um yeah like you said a lot of people are totally happy with that and Mm -hmm. you know I had somebody Mm -hmm. in my twitter thread who was like yeah call me the blind woman if you want I don't care and I'm like I I feel like I couldn't do that but like yeah I don't know it's 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 wild how we are constantly, it's such a human thing to constantly be redefining ourselves in all of these different ways. I'll tell you um, the biggest, the biggest faux pas is to refer to typical people as normal and making mm. everybody else abnormal. So that's where to me, it's like, oh, don't even go there. So yeah. if you're like, well, what about, what if you were like, what if you were normal? I'm like, you know what? I am normal. I'm just not typical. Right. And the same thing is true for neurodiverse versus neurotypical. Mm -hmm. So when we think about in terms like that, you can be disabled 
or typical. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, as, or non-disabled is fine too, yeah. but not normal versus anything else. Yeah, that's really I mean, I'm abnormal too. in a lot of ways, but not, <laughs> not one of them. And that, that's such a good way to, to, to frame it as well, because I feel like sometimes people are like, you know, arguing, well, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, discriminatory against disabled people. Mm-hmm. Yet they have this idea that one thing is normal and one thing is not. Um, right. So for example, the other day I was talking to my husband about, um, oh gosh, what was it? We were talking about Lord of the Rings of all things. Okay. And I was saying how much it annoyed me that all of the normal people in this fantasy world are white. The hobbits are white, the men are white, the mm-hmm. elves are white, the wizards are mm-hmm. white. The only people you see with any skin difference at all are orcs who are manufactured killing beasts, you know? Right. And how, how people are like, well, that's just, that's just how they look. That's just how they're supposed to be. And it's like, but why is white the default? Right. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm, it's, it's when you when you remove that mindset, a lot of other things click into place and you start noticing, mm-hmm. you know, even just in pop culture. I had the same problem with Game of Thrones where I'm like, mm-hmm. all the main characters are white people. Why does this mm-hmm. have to be, especially in a, in a fantasy series? Like, right, like where they could people? be anything. Yeah. Well, and you think about it, like we have equated white with good and black with bad, right? Like the white hat, the white horse mm-hmm. always signifies the good guy in the movies and everything and the black horse and the black hat and all of that. White list, black list. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I told you this, but I changed the way that we did things at GIF. We don't say to people that we're going to whitelist any domains anymore. We say we're going to add your, we'll add that domain to your licenses as opposed to using terminology that, you know, shows something that's good or bad. I've always been a fan of that. Um, And I just recognize like, for industry terms I feel like sometimes it can be different because people have it's I mean it's hard to unlearn any habits or any language that you've been trained to use you know there's so Mm -hmm. much documentation so much so many resources out there that use specific terms that it can be super hard but that's I feel like where you're starting is a great place to start it's it's Mm -hmm. a small company for all intents and purposes um Mm -hmm. and yeah just deciding to change one thing Mm-hmm. can make can make a, a longer a longer difference I think that's awesome absolutely absolutely it's interesting not to go too far afield of the original okay. conversation when do we ever the way, I know right but the <laughs> way to make accommodations for people and the way to help people is always to let them lead um to but not to leave it so open-ended so I think we may have talked about this before but like I, I will have people that say if you ever need anything call me well, I'm not going to call somebody that said, if you ever need anything, like, yeah. I'm just going to pick up and call somebody who said that to me last month and I haven't seen, I see them four times a year. Hey, I need help with my laundry. Will you come over? Like, no. Yeah. Right. But so what I try to do when I have a friend who is in need is to like, because I can't stand and cook at a stove and bring the meals, I'll say, is there a way I can provide a meal for you? Could, would that be helpful? I would be happy to have food sent to your house. I can order Instacart and get you groceries. Like I, spe- I give specifics in mm-hmm. how I could help somebody. Like I can't go over and, and, and um, vac- I was going to say mow your rug, vacuum your rug. <laughs> 
but I can come over and keep you company. I can have a cup of tea with you. There's things that I can do. And so I'm very specific in the things that I offer to help people with, because I know if you don't give specifics from personal experience, the answer is going to be, they'll never call you. Yeah. Uh, You feel really, and you feel so good about yourself because you offered instead of, but it's not a bona fide offer. It's not a real Mm -hmm. offer. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, can I help you? It's, can I assist you with your groceries Mm -hmm. to the car? It's those kinds of things, you know, if I thought, you know, if I like, there's been times when I just have no energy by the time I finish grocery shopping or doing things, Jeff doesn't live too far from me. I called him. I'm like, are you home? Will you come over to my house and help me get the groceries in the house? And he's like, see you there in 20 minutes, you know, kind of thing. Um, because yeah. I know that he's not going to think poorly of me if I have to ask for help. Yeah. And so he, he and uh, his girlfriend have been very, very kind. That is a very good, I think, universal tip, not only for this conversation, but I learned that exact concept. Um, years and years ago, I was dating somebody who his best friend died. And he was going through this intense, intense grieving. And I read up on like, what do you do to support your partner when they're going through something like that? And, and things that I read everywhere was like, take some sort of cognitive or physical load off of them. So mm, yeah, exactly. I was, and I, so instead of just hanging around, I'm like, can I do it? Do you need anything? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, I knew that that wasn't going to help him. So I would just cook for him or I would do his laundry or I would, you know, run errands for him or whatever so that he didn't have to feel like he had just this entire weight of the world on him. And I think that if you genuinely want to help someone, anyone, whether you, whether it's, it's a boyfriend and girlfriend, or if you're an employer and you have a disabled employee and you want to make sure that their experience with you is positive Instead of, yeah, instead of being that person that's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, my door's always open. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah. Actionably offer, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. can, would this be more helpful for you? Would that be more? And I feel like people are afraid to do that because they're afraid to like assume. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I've felt that way where it's like, I don't want to make somebody feel like they are less able to do something. Right. Right. By offering sometimes? Well, let me tell you. So my my new supervisor, so Hazel Kempo over at Stellar WP, um, at some point she wants to get our whole marketing team together in the same place. Mm-hmm. And she said, instead of assuming what I need or didn't need, or not even thinking about that I might have needs, she said, what accommodations do you need for us to get together in the same place? Mm-hmm. And I could, so then I'm free to say, oh, I'm fine. Or I'm free to say, I need a scooter. And I, can, mm-hmm. I have a scooter, but I can't bring one on an airplane. Yeah. Right? You can't bring that huge apparatus on an airplane. Um, but I could say to her, you know, I use wheelchair service in the, ho- in, I would say hospital, I use wheelchair <laughs> service in the airport and mm-hmm. I need a scooter to be able to get around if I'm walking more than just within a home or within the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay, no problem. We can, we can make that happen. You know, and, and not making me feel bad about asking, yeah. not making me feel bad that she asked because she didn't say, do you need a wheelchair? Do you need, and she didn't make assumptions. Mm-hmm. She just said, what accommodations do you need? Yeah. And that was That's super awesome. The way that she said it almost, made, it almost made me want to cry because it was like pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I, I, I love these conversations. I think that they can be a little uncomfortable, but like mm-hmm. as, as an ally, I think it's really important for me to, to step back and listen to things like this, listen to people talk mm-hmm. and, and learn from my assumptions. Cause yeah, I had made the assumption yeah. with that Twitter poll people would mm-hmm. feel one way and I mean 
I think like 120 something people voted in that's that poll. poll. That's, that's a big poll. That's yeah, a lot, lot, but I mean, it, you know, it's not indicative of a world population. But no, it's indicative but it's of more my than 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's indicative so, of the people that I interact yeah. with. So I'm glad that I have that insight into how people mm-hmm. how people feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just yeah, say it, one last one yeah, last yeah. thing too is is that I, I just want to acknowledge anybody else out there living with disabilities that I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm speaking for me. I just want people to know that I don't want to hear people come at me that I don't speak for them. I know I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for me and I'm telling you what works for me. And I'm also saying that whoever you are, you need to advocate for yourself and speak up for yourself so that you can be comfortable with the way people talk to you and they can be comfortable talking to you as well. Yeah. And that's, that is definitely one of the things I learned from this poll is that there is no answer. There is no answer to what is the exact right thing to say. It depends on Mm -hmm. the person. It depends on the situation. It depends on the condition. It depends on Mm -hmm. so many other factors. And even if there Mm -hmm. was a right answer right now, 10, Mm -hmm. 20 years, it's not going to be the right answer anymore because we're constantly redefining and, you know, all of that stuff. So one final caveat, if you are a company, if you're a business, if you are an event, Make sure that you are using the correct legal terminologies to not mm-hmm. get yourself in trouble. That's so there are important. specific legal terminologies within the law, especially here in the United States. I can't speak outside of the States, but um, for referring to disabilities so that you make sure that you stay within that and the um, accommodations that you're able to offer. So. Cool. Thanks for chatting awesome. with me. Michelle. Thank you. I've learned so much today and I hope everyone listening has too. Amen to that. Thank you. This episode was sponsored by the following companies Ninja Forms. Ninja Forms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. Stellar WP. Stellar WP is a collective of WordPress innovators standing behind WordPress plugins like iThemes, the Events Calendar, Restrict Content Pro, GiveWP, and more. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.